So, we are talking about what? Baseball? Baseball? Not again. No, it's 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 a new concept. Not today. <laughs> Not today. Oh, I'm sick of this baseball and I'm sick of umpires getting hit on purpose. Did you see that? Uh allegedly. 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 What do you think? I just by looking at the video about 15 different times the network you know slowed it down i given what happened with the manager getting booted off and also the catcher i think there's a very good chance that the, the tigers were trying to send a message to the umpire i disagree whoa i disagree after seeing the video it was full it was uh bases loaded two outs right <clears throat> so they're gonna risk throwing a pass ball in this situation plus the catcher it was the catcher that got ejected right so this guy was a new catcher he was a backup catcher backup catcher probably never <clears throat> hardly ever catches this guy who was pitching who had a nasty two seam by the way it was a pretty nasty pitch right the thing is there's no way as the as a chief umpire you can say with certainty that that pitch was an accident or the other way or, or you know that he just missed it there's well, no way you can prove that well it's, it said right in the article didn't it say he asked the other umpires if they did it on purpose he or did, not? so he didn't he didn't initially believe or not believe he was wondering whether it was on purpose or not so it wasn't clear to him right. either i think it, it, it's got to be hard for you to believe that guys who are getting paid millions of dollars a year to play a game would would go that route but i agree with you i think the game, you know, uh, bottom of the third, bases loaded. I do give you that. That okay? Why would you risk uh, a run? It's early in the game, though, right? Early, um, in the game. but I think it was like four to one or three to one, something like that. Right. But I also think okay, this guy is probably p pretty accurate as a pitcher. Uh -huh. So if he wants to put it in the middle of the plate as a fastball, it's probably going to hit the umpire. If the catcher doesn't touch it, right? Right, but then again, you like you have to. He had to be pinpoint accurate because there was only a small area of that umpire showing that it got through to. There wasn't a big area, you know, like that's and like how many times can you try that with bases loaded, two outs in a close game? You know what I'm it saying? It might have been worth it for them to send a signal. You know, I mean, I don't know where where are the Tigers with? I mean, the, the Indians uh, obviously are are in it. Right. I know that uh, this happened a few days ago, but what I'm saying is just by looking at the catcher, unless the guy's never caught a day in his life, it looks like he stabbed at the ball. Wait, was this the Indians now or the Tigers? Well, the Tigers were pitching. Okay. So this was – well, now this is off topic a little bit, but was this before or after <laughs> – is this before or after the streak ended? This is before. This is during the streak. For, so they were the still winning. Yep. So they probably won that game. <laughs> probably because the the, uh, the Tigers were throwing balls at umpires and letting they, runners score. They were All probably, games. I would say, 15, maybe 15 games into the streak. Wow. So That was uh, impressive. What they end that? 22, I wow, think. Wow, that's crazy. And they lost to Kansas City. Wow. Uh, the Indians deserve, you know, I, I'm going to keep going off topic here, but the Indians deserve to go back to the World Series, I think. Um, anyhow, so... Just by if I look at the catcher's reaction, unless the pitchers got crossed up, so the catcher and the pitcher just didn't didn't get it right, I would say okay, he missed it. But it looks like the catcher just stabbed at the ball, completely missed it, and it hit the umpire right in the chest, or actually in the neck. 
Yeah, I don't know. It, I couldn't tell where it hit him, but he looked—he definitely me looked messed up afterwards. But it's your word against the, um, right. the you know, the pitcher and the catcher. And obviously, they're still saying no, they didn't do it on purpose, right? right. And and uh, they're investigating it. But I guess we'll never know. But here's my thing: usually, baseball players and teams are better at hiding when they're going after someone. Like if they go after someone, it might be, not be till that next series that they play him or. If it was an umpire, maybe not to the next series that they have that umpire behind the plate. They would, they don't necessarily do it that same inning that the that guy right. two batters later or three batters later or whatever. So I don't want you to break bro code, but in your career, did you ever conspire with a catcher to, to try and do something like that just to prove a point or just to get back at, at an umpire? Or I mean, I, I don't want too much info, but yes or no. No, I mean, obviously, like, there were some umpires that were horrible and I didn't like. And, and, you know, umpires got tough jobs that their job is basically getting yelled at by everyone else when they make a mistake. They never get praised for anything good. But I never really had, like, that much hatred for an umpire because that's something you can't control. I can't control whether that guy's throwing a ball or calling a ball or a strike or whatever it is. I would get upset a little bit when I throw that pitch that I thought was a strike and he calls a ball. Um but you just can't let like if you let that affect you you're not going to be as play as good as you can because you still have that next pitch so i never really tried to let it bother me that much in fact what i always did when i went to the field and i found this that it helped a lot is when i would go to the field i would go to the field i would find out the umpire's names when i went to the field and when i went out there i would say what's up to the field umpire by his first name because nobody does that nobody goes out there and says what's up to the umpire like hey what's up joe how's it going man you know, they were always like, oh, okay. Um, and I always got, I felt like I got calls because of that, you know? Um, and just always, just being cool with the umpires, talking like that. So, especially as a catcher, I don't oh, know if you did a huge. lot of catching, that's uh, huge. talking to the umpires while I you did, were catching. I did, I mean. did. And you know what? It's, it's, it's super important because they're not expecting it. Right. So, even if you can't find out their name prior to you getting to home plate, if you can just get there beforehand, make sure your mask is off, shake his hand, her hand, introduce yourself, it's gonna make your life a lot easier. But what I wanted to say when you were saying that was that if you do upset an umpire or you do something to upset him or to make him look bad, just keep in mind that you're probably gonna see them again, right? Not just that year, but you're probably gonna see them again in the future. And keep in mind that the other umpires take care of themselves, meaning that they're gonna have his back. Right. And you're never gonna know if they're coming after you or not with bad calls and, and, and whatnot, but Keep in mind that the other three or four umpires are a very close group, and if you make one of them or the entire crew look bad, they will make you pay. And you'll never know, you'll never see it coming, but they'll take care of you, if you know what I mean. You know, that's another good thing, too. I was th just thinking of, like, when you go out there and you talk to them, and you're, you've already established a relationship with them besides not, never talking to them. And then the first time you talk to them is when you're like, what the hell, man, that was a blown call. But if you already established that, like, hey, what's going on, man, blah, 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 you know, have a little side conversation. Then if you get that pitch or whatever that you think is bad, you can go and say, hey, what the hell, man, that was horrible. And it's kind of like you're telling them th that you're upset with it, but there's no real uh, oh, friction. Yeah. So then they usually give you the call the next time. You know, so it's right. just, it's a, I think it's like just an unspoken agreement or yeah. an understanding that there's respect. That's number one, right? You right. respect them. They have a job to do. They respect you. And one of the coolest things about the game that you probably never get to see because uh, commercial breaks cut into it is 
when there is a when there is a misunderstanding between you know catcher an umpire and a pitcher and then the third out happens and then you see you know the pitcher walking off the mound and him and the umpire have a quick chat and it may it may be about hey you know was it a bit outside like what's you know you can tell us like what happens in that little interaction of maybe 10 seconds where you're going off and maybe there was a pitch or two that you didn't like and you have those 10 seconds in a very kind respectful way to say hey should i bring it up a little bit you know what, what was wrong with the call and i, I think it only sh it only improves and it strengthens the relationship that you have with uh with that guy well i can tell you um a quick story about my first and last professional at bat um, and so we were in I was playing for the Binghamton Mets um, that's double A for the Mets affiliation and we were playing the Reading Phillies which was in Reading Pennsylvania and I was pitching I just pitched two shutout innings um, in fact I got a YouTube video coming out about this uh, story you got a YouTube soon. channel I got a YouTube channel 800 videos about baseball I'm done talking about baseball <laughs> Let's shut this podcast. Let's talk up. about umpires. <laughs> but anyway, so I go up to bat, and I guess they were going to leave me in because I was pitching well, and I was going to go back out for the ninth inning and shut it down because the closer was still getting warmed up. Um, we were winning at the time, I think. And I go up there, and I remember they they had just switched pitchers too. So this guy comes up. I came up with two outs. Um, first of all, someone at the other end of the dugout goes, Madden, you're up, you're on deck. And I was oh, like, shit. oh, what? I didn't have a bat. Uh, I didn't have a helmet. I didn't have batting gloves. I didn't have anything. I, didn't have, I never went to, up to bat since high school. Since then, it had been, what was that, 2008? You know, mo most people listening may not know or be aware that you you do hit on the National League side, right? Yeah. In the minors. Is it at every uh, level? No, only double A and above. There you go. So, you know, short season, low A, rookie ball, high A, you don't hit until double a and you don't practice it yeah you know you're not out there taking bp every day <laughs> they don't care they don't want to waste the time on that we might bunt like twice a year just to practice our bunts um but that was it so i hadn't hit in seven years i hadn't seen live pitching so i go up to bat they bring in a new pitcher antonio bastardo uh lefty lefty throwing 97 98 miles an hour at the time he's still in the minor leagues and so I go up. I don't have anything. So I go to Lucas Duda, who's with the Mets. I think he's still with the Mets. I don't know. He's with Tampa now. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. Um, so I go up to him. I go, hey, can I borrow your bat? And he's like, come on, don't break my bat, man. <laughs> so I get, he lets me borrow his bat. And I was like, I won't break it. I promise. And then um, Ruben Tejada was sitting next to him. Wow. And, he, and he gives me his helmet and, like, kind of, you know, gives me a little Ruben Tejada smile, like, like it's funny fun, that I'm yeah. about to go yeah, yeah, up yeah. to hit. So then I'm walking out. I put Ruben's helmet on, but it doesn't fit. So it's like <laughs> sticking on the top of my head. He was a shortstop, right? Yeah, he was yeah. a shortstop. He was young at the Smaller time. He was guy. still 18. He was like 18 years old at the time. Still a kid. He was sick. With, oh, he's still with the Mets. Yeah, he was. A, he was a cool. Cool kid. Didn't speak a lot of English, but real funny, easy going, nice kid. Um, so anyway, he gives me his helmet, but it's sitting on the top of my head. I go out there with Lucas Duda's bat, which is way too heavy for someone who's never swung a bat in the last seven years. <laughs> so I get up there, and uh, so Antonio Bastardo throws 97 miles an hour in the dirt, and I take it. Of oh. course, I wasn't swinging at all. I hadn't oh, seen a live oh. pitching, so I was taking the first pitch for sure. And I don't know what I did or my reaction or what it was, but the catcher and the umpire were hysterically laughing. You probably my looked so awkward. Yeah, to my reaction to the 97 mile an hour pitch in the dirt. And uh, so then the catcher says, um, 
you know, are, are you going to, I think he said, are you going to, are you going to swing at all this at bat? I was like, <laughs> if he throws me something good, because if the first pitch was in the dirt, in my head, I'm going, oh my God, I hope There's I don't no break way. my hand, you know, I don't, all this stuff. So then, uh, so then they put my picture on the big screen out in center field. I was like, oh, dang. And I was like, I can't wait till tomorrow talking to the catcher and the umpire because they're still chuckling right, about right. my reaction. And uh, so then he throws another pitch. Boom, 98-mile-an-hour strike on the outside corner. And uh, the catcher was like, why? What, what's going on tomorrow? I said, because I get better looking every day. Uh, and so they, so the umpire, the umpire and, and the catcher are cracking up again, um, laughing. Another pitch coming in. Boom, strike, 98-mile-an-hour uh, strike. Um, again, they're just dying laughing the whole time. The umpire and the catcher, I didn't see. They already scary. had that relationship. From a lefty? Yeah. No, he was nasty. He was. I remember watching him play with the Phillies, and the guy was sick. I mean, he's been in the big leagues for like eight years now or something like that. I think he became like a specialty guy, but he was still throwing, you know, 94. Yeah, his velocity's so down now. I, I was looking at um, some video of him, but he's, he's like, yeah, low 90s now. But he was throwing cheese back then, 97, 98. And then... Um, uh, so the last, it's one and two, and I'm like, all right, I'm telling myself in my head, you know, I got this, I'm swinging, blah, blah, blah. They're still, the umpire and the catcher are still hysterical laughing this whole time. I must have looked like an idiot or something. And uh, so I'm going, I'm swinging, I'm swinging, I'm swinging, I'm definitely swinging. So he throws the pitch, I see it out of his hand, and it was outside, I'm like, that's a ball, I take it. And all of a sudden it goes, whoop, whoop, right across the plate. Yes. He throws me a slider. I haven't hit a baseball. One and two? Yeah, and one, two. To a pitcher? To a pitcher who hasn't hit in six years, who hadn't taken a swing all at bat, and he's throwing 98 miles an hour. Man. I didn't even, you know, you I'm had like, no chance. yeah, I was like, what? And I, my shoulders dropped, and I dragged Lucas Duda's huge bat all the way back to the dugout. <laughs> but you didn't break Almost it, right? Cry. I didn't break it. There you go. You I gave Ruben his helmet back nice and, nice and clean. See, I didn't even barely put it on my head. Your first and last that was my bat. first and I ended my career with a zero. It reminds me of watching Bartolo Colon hit. <laughs> as as awkward as he is as a player in general, like when you see him at the plate, you know, he's got a belly and he's overweight, short guy. But he's been able to stay in the majors for yeah. I'm gonna say probably nineteen years. Crazy. Dominican guy. He's got the four forearms like Popeye. Uh and he came up throwing hard, but every time he gets to the plate, you know, they call him Big Sexy. Big sexy. Um you know but anyways, um, I, I remember seeing Bastardo play a uh, pitch with the Phillies, and uh, you know he's still up there, so he must be doing something right. It's crazy. But that's a good story to tell uh, those kids that are scared of hitting. Imagine when you start to see. Actually, I remember talking to Bobby Abreu, uh, and him talking about the last couple of years in his career. You know, he retired like three years ago. You know, he played for the Phillies, the the Yankees, uh, Anaheim. And I remember him saying that guys that would throw anywhere, you know, from 95 to 98, there was not much he could do. And we're talking uh, a guy who's potentially going to be uh, up for debate for the Hall of Fame at some point. But he would say that, you know, he would hit from the left side, right? He was a lefty guy, very good hitter, that whenever he faced guys that were, thro that, that were throwing hard, the, this whole thing about just put your bat on the ball is a lot harder to do than what you think because you have very little time and these guys that are up there they can put that ball just about wherever they want 
and it's a scary thought to know that there's a ball coming at you 95 miles an hour much more when you ha when you're a pitcher and you don't get to see it every day like these guys do well listen i'm telling you you i've seen a few 90 mile an hour guys the time before in high school when i was hitting you know i'm sure you've seen a few 90 mile an hour guys 98 is hard yes, to that's... see it's hard to see it's scary it's very very scary it, it was i was literally debating like I don't want to break my hands. Like, I, I, I don't want to break my hands. What if how, I break my hands? How here? tough you think it is to square up on a ball? Now, mind you, you're hitting with wood, so it just adds a little more. I mean, I literally, I, that, right? I basically almost took him yard. In your mind. Right. If I would have continued my swing or actually just started a swing, I probably would have hit. Do you think he's got a podcast that talks about Me? his side of the story? Yes. Saying, you know I, what? <laughs> The one, and, the one and only time I ever faced John Madden, I'm going to tell you guys, he listen up, I was throwing 97, and he was laughing at me, but I tell you what, I threw him that slider last yeah, he minute. He probably thought I was laughing at him, because him and the catcher and the umpire are all laughing. Probably. Now, listen, speaking, going back to the umpire thing, do you think these guys who get mad at the umpire, like, who, you know, you, you, you've had coaches and players who just yell at the umpire, like, it's like a thing, they're just yelling at the umpire, do you think it's because... They're on the Mexican supplementation. Uh, elaborate, please. Esteroids. Esteroids? Esteroids. You know, uh, before we get into that, I'll tell you one quick thing on, on what I would do, what I used to do uh, every now and then uh, if, I, if I was mad at an umpire and there was no way for him to blame me, but I would actually crop dust. <laughs> now, I would wait for a batter to step in the box to do it because then I could say, holy shit. You know what you can call it? You know what you can call it? Crop dust instead? A steroid? Drag bunt. A drag bunt. There you go. Better than baseball <laughs> word, right? There you that go. The ball follows you all the way down the first baseline. I would, like I would I would I would I would drag a bunt uh, for as long as I could. And but keep in mind, catchers, if you want to do this, you gotta do it when there's a batter in the box because you can't blame it on the umpire. He's he's gonna know it's not him, he's gonna blame it on you. But anyways, um man, steroids, that's such a touchy subject. I'll tell you my take on it and what I went through. Not that I took any, because I didn't, but even playing Juco ball and playing, you know, uh, NCAA, steroids was such a part of the game because if one kid was doing it in the team, there was a second or third or fourth kid doing it. There was never just one guy doing it, or there was never one guy passing it around. There was always a number of guys that wanted to do better they wanted to look better physically, but they wanted to just perform better than everyone else. But it never stopped at one, right? So, you know, the names are, are irrelevant, really, but it was more about, okay, if this guy's doing it and he's got a better shot than me to play or, or to move up or to continue playing baseball, why wouldn't I do it? The whole thought of, or the concept of, is this safe for me or not, didn't really, I don't think it crossed our minds, because these are friends, these were friends of mine that were doing it, but it was never like, you know what, I decided not to do it because I don't think it's safe for me. The only people that didn't do it, myself included, was probably because there was just no money to buy it with. But the whole thing with steroids, uh, it's still very much a part of the game. Uh, I do think that at the, at the highest level, it's not as prevalent, uh, as it was before, but I think guys still find a way to uh, to cheat or to shit a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, when I all right, so when I got drafted, it was during the whole like steroid. I was drafted 2005, and it was like 
just coming to like everything was just coming to a head with the steroid stuff like the Mitchell report and all mm -hmm. that was while I was, just got drafted. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that steroid stuff was coming to a head. And I thought I was going to go into somewhere where it was going to be like very prevalent and a lot of stuff. And I was like going to be introduced to this world of like, you know, someone trying to push steroids on me and stick a needle in my butt. But it was so far from that. There was, I had more guys that I knew not in professional baseball doing steroids than that I knew in professional baseball. Now, one thing that I did notice that a lot of guys were more on like the um, what do you call that the the uppers like this right. like to get their energy going right. and stuff like um, they call artificial um... in baseball they call them greenies right. that's the term they use if you ever watch there's a great video it's a funny video it's um uh, I don't know if you ever seen it the Doc Ellis um, uh, I've perfect seen it game, on, the perfect on game. Uh, yeah on speed Is yeah it on, on LSD, LSD. Yep, I've seen it and he talks about it and he's a lot like, of animation and stuff. yeah it's an animated thing it's pretty funny you gotta check it out but um he talks about a lady being sitting in the front row and she she he was like she, she was the one with the greenies you know and that was the the what do you call them methamphetamines or whatever yeah, this, yeah, this is like yeah. the the uppers or whatever so a lot of guys were taking that and then there was a handful of guys that were taking hgh which at that time they were probably not on the the banned substance substance list right at that time so it was still early on the mitchell report was was just coming out there were a lot of things that were still legal um, as far as MLB was concerned, right? And then they, they later on became part of the uh, ban list once they, they went over the list and whatnot. But do you think the fact that you didn't see it as, as much as you thought you would, was it because guys were scared or just wasn't a part of... No, I really think... Yeah, I think... I think... I don't know. I think... I don't know if they were scared or what. I don't know. I don't know what the reason why. I just thought it was going to be a lot more prevalent. I thought a lot more guys were going to be doing it. But there really wasn't. And, then, you know, when I came home, a lot of people asked me, you know, how, you know, a lot of people doing steroids in there. It's like, not really. The message is clear, right, from us. It's stay away. But I'll tell you this. I, I as as recently as about three years ago, we, we live in, in the Orlando area. So there's a lot of, you know, you have baseball weather year round and you have a lot of people who are. Um, self-proclaimed baseball guys and trainers and instructors and all that and and you have guys who are actually from other countries who recruit guys from here they take them they take them to countries like you know Dominican Republic and other places and they basically host you for a few months or maybe a few weeks at a time they give you a home they give you food they give you training with the hopes of you getting signed or picked up and then they take a part of your bonus you know that's it's, it's part of the game and it's been a part of the game for a long time what happens there, where, now I wasn't there to witness this, but I did speak to a couple of the kids that, that were a part of that. Some of the things that happen, depending on who you go with, is that part of the training, right? Part of the uh, regimen that, that you go through while you're there is that they take you through this process of making you stronger, faster, better as a baseball player, and that comes with uh, perhaps getting some some things in your body that you're not supposed to have now this is not part of the pamphlet or the brochure when you sign up and your parents have to pay you know 1500 bucks to go to the Dominican Republic but it does happen uh, because you know there's this there's this thing that, that people just believe in and and cutting corners and uh, and doing things the wrong way but my point with that story is that I would say 95% of these kids never get a look from from a scout 
they end up going through the process of steroids or, or things that are illegal and then they come back here and they uh, they either have to do it again or just or just suffer the consequences so the takeaway is stay away right there's other ways to get stronger to get faster and obviously raw talent is, and hard work are really more important than anything else right well I mean here's the thing we're always gonna have this problem no matter the testing because when there's millions of dollars at stake some guys are gonna do whatever they can to get the advantage so that we're always gonna have a problem no matter the testing because guys are gonna be finding trying to stay one step ahead so you know I just think when you're coming down to make the personal decision um, that you need to you know look at the long-term side of it like because they could be very de detrimental to your long-term health you know so just be smart and like coach Gus said you know it's about there's other ways to do it just because you're taking steroids you still have to be able to hit a baseball you know so work on the yeah. skills work on you know if you're trying to gain that muscle mass uh, buckle down on your eating so so many guys want this quick fix when you know whenever I talk about pitching velocity they want a quick fix for pitching velocity the main thing is having a plan executing upon that plan and being consistent with it you know so all these things can happen before you even get to the point where you want to make a decision on sticking a needle in your butt and trying to you know gain a little bit of benefit from that you know i think guys just jump to that way too soon um and i just think it's not worth it even in, in the end you know if you if you if you choose to go that route i don't think yeah. it's worth it you only have one body you only have one life and you don't want to you know say yeah say no to drugs say no to greenies uh say any, no to hitting umpires in hitting the neck. umpires yeah all that stuff is is bad for you long term and short term i think try not to cut, cut corners is the main thing that you gotta think about uh if you find yourself at you know 14 15 years old and you still weigh 110 pounds and you're 511 well then you got to do steroids no, 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 no. You still don't. Never. Uh, just find ways, legal ways, good ways for you. Maybe it's better for you to spend that time and that money with a trainer or uh, you know, nutritionist, something that's going to help you uh, do it the right way. That's really the, the, the message here. Hard work. I got to go. All right, guys. Love you. See you.